Welcome to Shipwrecks, a podcast where we recommend and review erotic fanfiction. I'm Audrey, and with me here today are my friends Abby, Mira, and Kylie. In this series of episodes, we're exploring the Marvel fandom. Today, we're reading our second Marvel pick, Forbidden Fruit, a Loki slash Darcy Lewis fic by Anonymous Mink. And as usual, we have a themey little cocktail to go with it. So Abby, could you tell us what we're drinking today? So I've actually had this cocktail in the past at a Halloween party, and it was amazing. And I've always been looking for another excuse to have it. And so I'm going to give credit where it's due. I got this from a friend of ours named Miliana. Claps for Miliana for having great taste. This cocktail is called the Poison Apple. And it's apple cider, a little bit of cranberry juice, grenadine, and for fun, you can put some edible gold glitter in and, you know, and steal yourself for the final ingredient, fireball, which normally I would never recommend something with fireball, but it's really amazing because it's, mm, it's not like the, it's not the largest item like in there. So pretty damn good and really, really beautiful. So especially with the edible griddle. It's a great adult way way to uh, finish off that fireball you have from college. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so before I ask Mira to give us a plot summary, I wanted to stop and mention that we tend to record these episodes weeks or months before they come out. And so if we seem like we're a little too into Loki or maybe not into Loki enough, that is because we have not seen the Disney Plus Loki series, which from our perspective is coming out tomorrow. So all we know right now is that there's hype about Loki potentially being gender fluid. Woo! And Abby is Woo! really, really rooting for us, regardless of gender, to get some Loki on Loki action. I but just, as of mm. now, tomorrow we'll find out. Right now, we don't know. So, all we can do um, is hope. Oh, my God. Oh. Yes. <laughs> so with that bit of context, uh, Mira, you picked up this story. Could you give us a basic setup for this dude? Yes. Uh, it's going to be a little bit more than basic. So hold on to your hats. So there are a few trigger warnings for this, um, substance abuse, child abuse, and a little violence. The story opens with the discovery of a golden apple on Earth. Everyone who comes in contact with it covets the apple and fights each other viciously over it, except for Darcy Lewis, who seems unaffected. Tony Stark and Jane Foster are using Darcy to get a close look and study the apple further when she suddenly gets the overwhelming urge to eat it. The apple imbues Darcy with the powers and semi-immortality of Eris, the goddess of chaos. Darcy is taken <laughs> Darcy is taken to Asgard to learn to control her powers before they kill her. She struggles with learning magic, her own darkness, and the many people who hate her because they hated Eris. Meanwhile, Loki, who is imprisoned at this point, puts two and two together and figures out who she is and that she may be a powerful ally. He manipulates the situation to become her teacher, still a prisoner, but now in his guarded chambers instead of a cell. When they begin their lessons, Loki looks into her mind and sees her abusive upbringing. She pushes back and sees that Loki was tortured and forced by Thanos to attack New York and was also under the evil influence of the scepter that contained the Mind Stone. Neither of them are very happy about the intrusion, but over time, he helps her to accept and control her powers and they become more amicable. Loki even steps up to defend her when Aiden, one of Eris's haters, threatens her. Later, Darcy gets a visit from Nyx, the mother of Eris, who tells her that Eris wasn't evil. She was a chaotic free spirit who was immensely powerful and wouldn't let herself be controlled. Aiden holds a grudge because they were together, and when it got bad, Eris left her for the sake of protecting her, stealing an apple and imbuing it with her powers so she could control who ended up inheriting them. Aiden felt totally betrayed. Odin calls a meeting to decide what to do about Thanos. He underestimates the danger and puts his foot down. Thor, Jane, Loki, and Darcy believe the Mind Stone isn't safe on Earth and hatch a plan to escape and get it. They break Loki out, 
and him and Darcy follow the secret path to Earth. After some sneaking and hacking and serious UST, they finally bang it out in Darcy's apartment. They decide to be <laughs> exclusive. Jane and Thor meet up with them, and they team up with Iron Man, Captain America, War Machine, and Bruce Banner to go after the Scepter at a Hydra base in Sokovia. Darcy and Thor stick up for Loki when the others don't want him there, and Darcy proves her worth with terrifying displays of power when Tony underestimates her. Loki and Darcy go after the scepter. She destroys it and picks up the stone. She kind of gods out and can see the locations of the other Infinity Stones, and the mission is a success. But Jane falls under sniper fire and gets mortally wounded. They take her back to Asgard and discover that the only way to save her is to get one of Iden's apples of immortality. Odin is pissed, but lets them go if they return within seven days to receive judgment. They take the long journey to the orchard. Aiden is mad and won't give them an apple, and everything escalates to the point where everyone is probably going to kill each other. Loki steps in and basically disarms Darcy and Thor, telling Aiden that he doesn't want to get killed over this mess and that they are all leaving. Darcy feels horribly betrayed until he reveals that this was only a distraction and an illusion while he was off stealing an apple, and he only lied to her to make it believable. Jane is saved. They have sex with him in frost giant form. They have <laughs> sex with him in frost giant form? Oh, that sounds funny. So I see something. Jane is saved. They have sex with him. That was it a really bad episode. Like they gangbanged him. They have sex. Oh, good. Well, they have sex, just... comma. He is in frost giant okay. form. Is what I meant. They have sex with him in frost giant form. Okay. Yes. That would have been slightly. That is strange. Yeah. Um, the Thor part, though. Darcy. The Thor brother and brother is just, no, no, no. They're not actually related, You know, though. normally that's an okay loophole, but I'm just really not into Thor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little too bro. So, Darcy and Loki have sex while he is in frost giant form. Ooh. Darcy tells Loki that she loves him and then disappears the next morning to attempt to destroy the Mind Stone. Loki begs her not to endanger herself so, but she starts anyway, and they combine their powers to shatter the stone. Loki tells her that he loves her, and then some more celebratory sex. Odin is mad, but he's happy that Loki has found love and has come to respect the people of Earth. His punishment is that they are tasked with finding and destroying the other stones, and they set off together to do so. The end. Yay! Wow. Yay. Um, <laughs> and just for a little bit of context... Uh, from the cold, harsh light of 2021. This takes place after the Thor movie and after the first Avengers movie, but before Thor 2 or Avengers 2, I think. Right? Mm -hmm. I think that's right, yeah. Not that anyone saw Thor 2, right? Ugh, I saw it, but it's <laughs> Hot take slightly all of, There's Thor, and then it just goes All to of them are bad, I think, except for Thor Ragnarok. Hot take. Ragnarok is good. Ragnarok is great. I think the first one was cute, but very forgettable. Like, case in point, I yes. forgot all of it. I so. mean, the only way I could get through <laughs> it was at a pub theater where I heckle-visioned it with strangers, Ooh. which was great. But Nice. <laughs> so, um, do, who wants to go first to say if the central relationship works for them? Oh, I'll go. I'll go. Okay. Go oh, it worked go. for me. It worked for me. <laughs> Nothing is better than knowing that someone would literally destroy worlds for you. My love mm -hmm. language. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we keep, we keep it so classy on this show. <laughs> and we don't really talk about like people's real personal lives so much as far as celebrities. 
but I could not stop thinking about the fact that these two probably did bang in real life. And it, it really added to yes. it for me. <laughs> so they never officially confirmed that they were dating, but while they were doing press tours, they were like making out and holding Canoodling. hands and stuff. Canoodling. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to put Excellent. it. Excellent. I mean, so, yeah. any opportunity to canoodle that man, I mean, sure. Everyone for signs real. up. She's not, she's not bad herself, don't get me wrong, but she's no Loki. He's not really? Tom Hiddleston. Really? Oh, I think they're just perfectly matched in terms of attractiveness. She's a babe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she's a, I she is, be. but like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe maybe she has a little less of the uh, charisma that he does. I mean, I'm going for the character, maybe. not for the actual actor. So real life actor is different. The character is better. <laughs> oh, the character, yeah. I mean, one of them's a god and mm-hmm. the other one's an intern. An unpaid intern. <laughs> yeah, so I was just like, yes. <laughs> But yeah. Um, but yeah, no, she's very funny on Twitter too. Yeah, she's I, we're talking about real life bangability. Yeah. I mean, she's more ba- I, I feel like mm-hmm. in real life, she's more bangable than he is. Did you know she's engaged to Andrew WK? Who the fuck is that? Wow. That's the guy who does party hard, party till you puke. I don't even fucking know. Don't who other that songs is. with party in the name of them. I have, <laughs> I have no idea. He's a rock star. <laughs> Apparently. An early 2000s phenomenon. All of his songs are about partying hard and or partying until you puke. <laughs> if it makes you feel better, Abby, I recognize the name, but I also don't really know. Who I'm like, He's cute. Still cute or was cute? Good job. Still cute. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like Tom in real life. I think, I mean, he's obviously much different. I guess but... the biggest thing is you got to have the dark hair. Just mm, the dark hair. Yeah. Like him as a blonde he has, like, is like. Naturally, like almost blonde. Yeah. yeah. I like the contrast because he does have like great facial features and the dark hair brings it out better. I can make it work for me. I like my blondes. But I mean, if he showed I up mean, and said he was available, it's not like I'm going to tell him to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so funny because like he's known for this character most of all, but then the other things I've seen him in Only Lovers Left Alive, um, Crimson Peak. Like, he's playing the same character that has this, like, darkness, and it's so far away from who he appears to be, like, just the most gregarious guy ever. And I feel like if he didn't have a British accent, he would be, like, Channing Tatum, you know, like, just... But he's, like, he's slightly forever alone, though, so I think that the darkness is... How is he forever alone? You mean mean forever serially monogamous with every hot chick? Yes. Yeah. Yes. There's no, must be there's no hidden darkness in your serial monogamy with every hot chick. Uh, I mean, there's a commitment thing. There's serial Who monogamy. I don't like... know. I, all I want to say is that I will heal you. Like, <laughs> I will help you through whatever it is you like going through. bad boys. <laughs> you got me back. <laughs> will you put him in, in a blonde wig and make him be Lucius for you? He could be whoever he wants to be from me. I don't know. I'm this cosplay is going to be real hot. I wouldn't say Grabbed no. Grabbed by the horns on the helmet. Yeah. I already got the Hermione hair going, so we oh can make God. this work. If you were just like Jeff Bezos level of rich. The shit I would fund. Like the world of possibilities opens up. Be like, hey, Tom Hiddleston, do you like the rainforests? And come to my house, dye your hair, and we're doing this. Like, and he'd be like, okay, we're the rainforest. <laughs> or, like, I could fund them Thank to Thank you reshoot. for implying that. You need to... 
You need to save the rainforest in order to want to bang it out. I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, in order to want to bang it out Incentives. with Bezos. Yeah. He couldn't eat. I mean, to make him I dye mean, his yes. real hair. And, yeah, to, he couldn't win good conscience say no in that scenario. <laughs> we don't give him the option, okay. If I was that rich, I would just make them reshoot the Star Wars sequels and make it just like a Raylo fantasy, like a Raylo <laughs> smutty yes. fantasy. Yes. Be like, Adam Driver, can yes. I have one your integrity, please? And he's like, no. <laughs> and then I'd be like, oh, Rainforest, that's too bad. They're all going I just think they all, almost mo- most popular franchises should be reshot without not necessarily like x-rated smut but just a little light smut like it it would make it seem better like at least a romance That's what I'm they need to have yeah they need to have like disney x i'm here yeah. for him i mean even it'll be all of this money oh, mm-hmm. <laughs> even like 10 or 20 years ago things could be pg-13 and now like they, these movies cost so much they have to appeal to china they have to appeal to india and you can't have those like rough edges. You can't have that sexy yeah. interlude, the gratuitous sexy interlude in my action movie that I want. Yeah, it's it's hard times. That's why we're here. Fan fiction <laughs> will we'll, we'll tide us over. Looking up smut. <laughs> <laughs> so who else wants to talk about how they feel about the Darcy Loki business? Oh well, obviously it worked for me, but um, my reasons are I like the enemies to lovers trope, and that's a lot. I think they do a good job. I like their compatibility. I like that they're both flawed outcasts and he doesn't underestimate her and he helps her kind of get beyond her abusive past and her guilt. And she kind of sees through his self-loathing and shows him the way back to acceptance and love. And I think it's... Yeah. She added this Mm -hmm. abusive background for Darcy, which I don't think is anything we get in the movies, right? But in this, she has an evil drug addict mom named Karen who um, <laughs> she just has these traumatic flashbacks to her childhood and shitty Karen, mm-hmm. like, you know, being a shitty Karen. Not really a Karen, just a shitty crackhead, bad mom, who yeah. would burn her with cigarettes and shit. Mm. But it kind of makes sense okay. with her character because she is just so defensively humorous that, like, it does seem like she's covering something up, if, if insecurity or, you know something bigger than that so i think that worked really well and it did give them a way to connect because both of them felt totally discarded by their given family mm-hmm. so yes yeah i agree and i really liked that scene because like then darcy was able to read his mind and so we see that like new york wasn't all him it could have also been thanos too and so that maybe he was under like some type of spell that made him more evil and just so much like backstory that helped build the characters between Darcy and Loki really well. And I actually have a quote from that scene. He deserved them knowing to have some of his good name cleared. Well, his name anyway. I will destroy you and everything you love. He snapped at her quietly, cold marble beneath her touch. Later, she brushed it off, turning her attention to the rapt audience and sucking in a breath. He's failing to mention the hell Thanos put him through before this happened and the influence the Mind Stone had on him. She shuddered as she remembered the cold, clawing feeling of it echoing through his mind in her memories. It was a lot. I can't imagine how he survived, how anyone could. Yeah, that's really nice. And also, kind of in a humorous way, I think if you watch the first Avengers, a common criticism of that is, because it's a good movie, 
but the bad guy plot is I'm going to open a hole in the sky and send a bunch of monsters through. Like, it's it's not sophisticated at all. She makes fun and of right, him for his strategies. Like, hey, stupid. Like, that was dumb. And then he's like, dude. But then it makes him more likable, too, because he's like, that really wasn't my normal level of mischief. Like, I was going through some shit. That wasn't my idea. And I'm like, okay. It makes me respect you more. I also like, though, that that scene gave you, like, plausible deniability that it's like, He's a bad dude, but not so bad. So, like, you know what I mean? It lets you kind of, like, loophole around a little bit to be like, yeah, I could touch your dick still. It's fine. I like that. (laughs) I like that, but also I kind of don't like that because I like my villains to be proper villains, and I like my redemption arcs to, like, have to do some heavy lifting. He's not really without guilt still. Yeah. Just not that guilt that's directly aimed towards killing her. (laughs) Right. There's one point in the story, I think, where he's like, I come from a family of warmongers and like we have had conquests all over the galaxy. And like now they're choosing to be mad that I went to try and conquer a planet. Like I have much more blood on my hands than I do from this occasion. But this is the one that you're upset about. Mm -hmm. Like what gives? Yeah, that's a really good point. I agree with you, Mira, that he could have been darker because I think their connection, like I really like like milk that, you know, like milk that change of heart milk that inner conflict whereas this one came a little easy but i think this one did a better job at least in the beginning of giving you loki's perspective and having him be truly mischievous like he's trying to use darcy to get out of there like he's trying to manipulate her and he does a good job he's clever and he's mischievous but yeah he's not he's not a bad guy he's not super evil Mm -hmm. in this yeah Yeah, he's always nice to her I love when authors are clever enough to give their clever characters clever lines and like sometimes you don't see it you just hear them saying like oh he was so smart and he was so mischievous and like he was this and he was that but we actually like see it in the dialogue and in his actions and I think it was really well done. Totally agree Mm -hmm. yeah like Game of Thrones seasons one through four with Tyrion. And then suddenly Tyrion got very stupid. <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> it's very hard to write a character that's mm. smarter than you are. Um, yes. <laughs> um, Which is why I don't write anymore. <laughs> you just write about a bunch of, like, Baywatch people that, like, watch Bay, <laughs> that would be fine. <laughs> so, sex scenes, guys. How do you feel? Oh, that last one where he's a frost giant. Talk about the ridges. Just Chilled and so ridged. So flush. <laughs> <laughs> they go from his head all the way down to his toes and everywhere in between. <laughs> yes. yes. And they are good. Yeah, if you look up, I, I had to Google it, a picture of him in ice giant form, or frost giant form. He's got, like, cool, like, 3D scarification looking tattoo business going on. And apparently it is ribbed for her pleasure, so. <laughs> but that's an, like not the... really the impact of that. You talk about that. It's a, it's a lovely it's a lovely thing that she likes him as he is. <laughs> so she takes him into this room and she's like, I want to see you as you are. And he's really nervous about it. He doesn't, he's unsure. And so he finally lets his magic slip and he is just him as a frost giant. And every touch is, like, way more intense for him. He's never felt connection, like, in this skin. And so, like, for him, like, this is a super intense experience. 
she goes down on him and then he's like almost gonna come and then she's like wait and so then they actually like have sex and it's like the best sex of her life she's like definitely pounded into that mattress and she has a great time <laughs> how'd you, you feel about a professional it, describer of smut kylie that was great <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know how you felt about that scene. I, I thought it was good and i did like the emotional connection in general though i feel like this gets into less detail than most of the stories that we read about the sexy times it's like it's it's not total fate to black but it is kind of like, it reminds me of Love and Other Misfortunes, which was a Draco Hermione one we read last season, where it's just, I think we've gotten Two very used to, Two seasons ago like, now. Two seasons yes, ago. Yes. Uh, forensic level detail, you know? Like, for example, <laughs> we would never have to be worried about anyone mentioning balls, Abby, which is... <laughs> or, like, you, like, that just wouldn't happen here, you know? So, like, I think some of it is a little less intense because it's less... I guess detail. Graphic. Yes, yeah. less graphic. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good. It's definitely good for what it is. It's just uh, not at the eyebrow singeing that we're used to. I think. We uh, yeah, we I don't really get the size. To describe every bit of him. Yeah, Mira, we didn't get to see what size he was. <laughs> but we know he has ridges and a purple flush. <laughs> a pur- That's all right with me. I I don't know. I'm kind of with you, but I I like how they have a lot of dialogue in these sex scenes, like. I don't know, words just do it for me and they're kind of like egging each other on and the dirty talk and there's like at this one point where she's super playful and she's like pressing his buttons and she's telling him like you should be worshipped and we like know that's his yeah. thing. And I don't know, I found that out there. Also talk. how she would like repeatedly go, oh god, and he's like, which one? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that that was cute. Um, and there's like a sexy hair washing scene where he shampoos her hair and I'm like, yes, please. <laughs> Yes, I would like that. Anytime. But Audrey, did the blue man bother you? I need to know. Was he not human enough anymore? The blue man did not bother me, um, except when she mentioned his beautiful red eyes. I was like, it does not compute. Like, you look at it, like, it's, it's not just he's got red irises. His whole eyeball is red, you know, and it's just like, ah. Like, maybe just don't talk about that part. Maybe. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was just so curious. I'm okay, blue. I'm okay with blue Loki. Are you? I mean, I'm fine with it, but I know that your spectrum of how far away from humanoid you can get is is much more narrow than some of the rest of ours. <laughs> so I just want to know where that edge is. We've not found it yet. We're not gone into like full furries or anything, but that, you know, I get weird. This doesn't bode well for our Beauty and the Beast season. <laughs> uh... <laughs> but for me, yeah, the sex scenes worked. I like them. My only gripe is that I do think... There was moments where there could have been more. I didn't have a problem when they kicked in, if that made sense, because all of the story was honestly really good. Out of all the things, I, I enjoyed it. It was, for being a longer one, it was easy to get through because it was fun. I enjoyed all the detail. I think it was super well written. But there just wasn't enough sex. But the sex there was, I did really, really like. Because I do need, like... If I'm going for the quick, like, you know, under 30,000 words and, you know, you're my master, Obi-Wan, you know, that's its own flavor. But if we're building up the slow burn and I want the emotional lady boner, this one did it. I liked it a lot. So that being said, I I also thirsted for a very fluffy epilogue for this one. Like, I just wanted more. I just, it came crashing and rushing, barreling towards the end. And then it just, it didn't ease to a stop enough for me, I guess. 
Yeah, there's like a high ratio of action. Mm-hmm. Not a not a fluffy enough land. Yeah, I mean that's that's mm-hmm. my only gripe, I guess, about the sex is that there could have been more of it, and there was a couple opportunities where I feel like there it could have happened, but unlike other stories I have read, which we haven't suggested for here, where they're like banging it out in a moment that doesn't make any sense, it's like literally the world is burning and you're about to die, but let's bang it out. Like yeah. you know those happen, yeah. and I, I appreciate <laughs> that there's none of that going on where you're just like this doesn't make any fucking sense. Yep. Um. So do we want to go to high points and low points? I'll go first. Cool. So one high point I had was the scene where they're shooting magic at each other from across the room and giving each other ridiculous costumes. Yes, it's so good. Um, It was like such a natural and happy moment between the two of them. And so I have another quote. I'm sorry. Spells hurtled back and forth across the room, bright flashes of gold and green as they struggled for victory. He was faster at casting, but she seemed to be able to throw a wider net. She shrieked, ducking behind the couch as he threw another spell at her, hurling back a chicken suit at him as she tried to keep her focus and footing at the same time. Something not helped by the fact that she could barely breathe. She was laughing so much. Yeah, that was so pretty nice. Cute. That was that was during the point when he was training her to use her powers, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that shit was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there are a lot of really great like magical costume changes in this, and I was all about it. I do it. love how this is... In real life, this probably would be a red flag where I'd be like, no. But how he was just super into being like, that's right, wear my colors. Like, the little bit of territorialness about it, like, he had around her was really, really good. This is one of Audrey's pet peeves, though. She doesn't like the color thing and starting. It's a little silly to be an adult who has a color, but... (laughs) If you're a god, maybe you get one. Yeah, I I, I, I get one key pass. He's not a... He's not an 86-year-old Slytherin or something like that. <laughs> Still reliving his best life. Oh, man, high school is the best time of my life, you know? That's, that's oh, that something. I, I was, I was going to be a starter, but they stole it from me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> uh, low point for you, Kylie. Oh, yes. Um, I had a hard time finding one, but the ending where her and Loki blow up the stone by themselves was really anticlimactic. Yeah. So, like, the way it happens is, like, Darcy wakes up super early. She finds a field with a huge rock, um, and she sets down the Mind Stone on it. And then, using her chaos magic, tries to destroy it, only for Loki to come, and then, like, weaves his magic into hers, and then it shatters. And then it's, like, no big deal. Yeah, they're just done. Yeah. (laughs) I agree. Like, I mean, it's late in the story if she had spent another 30k words trying to build up some tension there i could see how maybe that wouldn't be fun but there wasn't yeah there was no legitimate tension there like you know she's not gonna Mm -hmm. get kentucky fried by that stone i think they could have skipped that honestly and just had it be part of like their punishment mission at the end that they had to find and then they would figure out how to destroy the stones and then i think theoretically it would have cut the word count down just enough and strengthened the story just a little bit that's just my yeah. critique mm-hmm. that's a really good point she could have made a second yeah it's story like i do them. think that that's that arc would have been interesting but if you don't invest the time in it then it's just like save yourself the effort like it wasn't fully fleshed out you remember when the story was written because there are so many similarities between her and scarlet witch i wonder if these were her original idea, the author's original ideas, or if there was some crossover influence from the universe. 
You could almost just like swap Darcy with Wanda and it would like still kind of work. I could see that, yeah. Or kind of work even better. This was twenty this is twenty nineteen. I've lost all concept of time. So, uh, it's so that was after. Bit. Yeah, so she would have known a little bit of Wanda's. It's after Endgame. She would have known all of Wanda except yeah. for WandaVision. That would be hot. I don't know if it would work. I don't think Wanda would have patience for it, but it would be hot. Like, they're both, like, <laughs> kind of broken, and I don't know. I would be interested to see that pairing. I, I feel like Wanda's I just not quite like evil Darcy. enough or crazy enough. Like, she is, but not. Have you oh, seen I have. To me, that seems pretty tame. She's, she's there. <laughs> well, but... <laughs> like, if it was a thing where he's going to teach her the ways of magic, but secretly he knows, but she doesn't know, that she is much more powerful than him, and he's trying to, like, use her as some kind of conduit, and then maybe also falls Ooh, ooh, ooh okay, I'm into that. <laughs> okay, yep. get to writing, Audrey. Yes. Get to work. Type, type, type. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, high points and low points. Anybody else? I'll go. Cool. So the battle scenes, there's just this detail that I really like of she's doing like organic manifestation and they're like in this castle fortress in Sokovia. There's like a forest surrounding them and she like hones in on the seeds like underneath them in the forest and like grows trees up through her enemies. And I just thought that that's like incredibly gruesome and cool. And I just loved that idea. Yep. Um, other than that, I like the romance a lot. I love spending time with the characters. I feel like in some stories they're together because the author tells you that like they love each other. It's great. But here you really feel them like liking each other and why they like each other. And you get to just spend time hanging out with them, falling in love with each other. And I thought that was super enjoyable. Like I read the story twice and it didn't feel like a chore like ever. It was just like hanging out with them, falling in love. Great. I like the voicing. I felt like that was super authentic. When Thor comes in, like I can actually hear it in his voice. Like I felt like the author just really had it down. And like I already mentioned, the author doesn't just say like Loki is clever or manipulative, like they actually show it. And I have a quote here. I guess this quote is a little bit more about the voicing than it is about the cleverness, but I think it's just really cute. You're aware that you'll be committing a criminal act. He took a step closer, trying to read her face for signs of a joke, a test even, some cruel ruse to see how he'd react. Several, she shrugged, meeting him halfway, across two planets, releasing a prisoner, breaking and entering, probably impersonation of a government agent, maybe assault, definitely destruction of property at some point, and theft, so, and theft, of course, so she looked at him with a tired grin, wholly herself in the dim light. You interested? He wanted freedom, and here she was offering it to him with an open hand, despite all of his sins and selfishness. He couldn't help himself, control slipping from him as he seized her, dragging her face up to his and kissing her. Peaches. She smelled like peaches and honey, drowning him in the scent as she gasped against him. He used the moment, slipping through the seam of her mouth to taste her heat. Her hands were curled against his neck, fingers sliding through his hair and tugging. He groaned, the sound working its way up from his chest in a growl as she laved her tongue against his. He broke away first, gasping for air as his head spun in giddy intoxication. How long had it been since he'd kissed anyone, especially like that? No political points or ulterior motives, just him and her in a fire that was threatening to burn him alive. I'm, I'm going to take that as a yes. He was beautifully dazed, fingers slipping from his collar to brush over her swollen lips as she looked up at him. Yes, Darcy Lewis, he grinned. I would very much like to escape this prison and help you commit various acts of intergalactic treason. 
Oh. <laughs> How about a low point for you? I don't really have a lot of low points. I I think I agree in retrospect that the Mind Stone thing was rushed and that it probably could have been skipped if there weren't going to be any real consequences from it. Like, they should at least, I don't know, like, blown a hand off or something. <laughs> <laughs> Lose a fingernail, something. (laughs) Yeah, like, I understand she's, like, really, really powerful, but it's also, like, pretty irresponsible to just be like, I think I can do this, let me just try. I guess the point is that it was a sacrifice, but I don't know, you don't quite feel the weight of it so much there. And I think the other one was what I already mentioned, was that I don't necessarily love that he's completely off the hook for the attack on New York. Like, I like a redemption arc that actually does some heavy lifting and you have to redeem somebody who is pretty fucking evil and it's just like no it wasn't his fault at all ah. you ever heard of you ever heard of kylo ren <laughs> <laughs> cool um for my high point um it's very similar to one of yours mira which is just the voicing is very good um darcy's voice comes through very clear loki's voice comes through very clear and the story is kind of told mostly from Darcy's point of view, and I think the point of view is a third person limited. So kind of like if you've read any of the Game of Thrones books, like it's not a first person like my name is Tyrion, but it's more like you're from you're 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 such a third person, but such a close limited perspective to that character that you see the world through their eyes. And so Darcy's way of speaking kind of colors a lot of the descriptions in this, which is really humorous because she's in like a space god heaven stuff so it's very foreign to her so i have a quote for that this is when at the very beginning when she goes to um she sees the apple and then people burst in with trank guns um trying to get her off the apple and she's not attracted to the apple but they assume she will be was it shield was it a new supervillain? oh please not a new supervillain. she didn't want to die wearing her hello kitty laundry day panties with a broken elastic like that kind of thing, like that humor of just her point of view colors so much of the description in this, and and I think she does a really good job. And you'd think like ninety thousand words of that would get old, and it really doesn't. Like it's she wears it pretty lightly, um, so that's good. But my low point, I think, is that for me the story felt long. Um, specifically after they had sex for the first time, I feel like a lot of the tension fell out, um, and then it becomes more cake. And it was just more cake than I wanted to eat. So, like, once they bang and they realize that they're in love, then there's a lot of scenes where, like, Iron Man will be dismissive of Darcy and then Loki will come in and be like, that is Darcy Lewis, goddess of chaos. How does this slap her down, right? And it's, like, fantasy. It's wish fulfillment because they're being so supportive and he's being a fantastic boyfriend and stuff. Um, but to me, like they're together i had no real belief that anything terrible was going to happen to them for the first but for the last like 40 percent of the story so i think i don't know it was too much cake for me i think that's just a matter of taste well i will go for mine then my low point was also the uh mind stone infinity stone 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 whichever stone mm-hmm. whichever flavor it is mind stone. yeah the mind there was stone. a bajillion stones the stone they had that that <laughs> yeah. that bugged me and then in general i felt like it Again, could have had more sex because the sex was good, but I wanted more. And I don't have I I don't have the same problem you do, Audrey, about the about it getting cakey. Mostly, other than I felt like it was fast wrapping up. Like the fast wrap up started after that first sex scene, and so to me, I don't mind the cake. But I if 
it hadn't wrapped up so quick because then there would have been a chance for some more stuff to go on. And then I guess my high point is, I mean, I just really like their relationship. I, I like the idea that, you know, she is was mortal at least, but she never doesn't feel like his equal. She is not lesser than him in a way. Like he's so used to having an ego and being a big deal. And I really dig that she like definitely feels like she's kind of in control. And I mean, I have a quote that is just like, perfect is anything. He said it like an inevitability, the darkest threat and the sweetest promise, like he'd burn cities for her or compose sonnets, like he'd rearrange the universe just because she asked. And that kind of like fucked up power is I'm like, yes. And so I'm a horrible person and I'm like, I'm cool if he's evil. I'm cool if she's evil. I'm good if they like literally burn the earth. The only redemption he needed to have was that he didn't want to kill her because that kills the boner. It's like you don't want to like kill the person you want to fuck, but you can kill everybody else because they could be trash. I mean, think about it. If you've lived, what, 15,000 years, humanity are like insects. <laughs> like, they yeah, are like yeah. insects. Odin, Odin calls them goats at one point. Yeah, place. I yeah. mean, I, I get it. It's like, it's really weird, I'm sure, to Odin that your children like want to bang goats. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Jesus. why I'm just like it's fine like you know it's a lot of effort to destroy a planet but if you have your reasons you have your reasons you're a goddamn god <laughs> in actual mythology though like gods are going down as like cows and shit and banging women so it's not too I mean if you get bored I mean you got a lot of time <laughs> oh, man. dude I used to go to a, a, a film group that was just 60s sci-fi horror and it's so funny because no matter what fucked up planet the alien is from, or like it's a lobster guy, it's a slime guy, it's like they all want to bang hot babes from Earth. They're just like, ooh, the best babes. Like, I like lobster, but I think bikini lady is what I want. And then, <laughs> then Kendall has to save the hot lady because no one in the universe can resist a hot bikini lady, apparently. I also can't resist a hot bikini lady. <laughs> Cool. So, um, recommendations, guys? Absolutely. Okay. It's a little long, but it was definitely worth it. And it was such a beautiful love story as well. And then you just get these really strong characters coming through, and it was a really nice read. So thank you, Mira. Yay. I also would recommend it. And I'd also recommend it to probably a wider group of people than anything else we've read. Cool. Um, I would also recommend it, but I will do the same caveat I had last time. It's very helpful to have a pre-existing Loki boner going into this, but <laughs> Loki boners are very common, so that's not a big caveat. Yeah. What could Disney do in the show to fuck all this up? What could they oh do God. to cancel Please don't Loki? say that. Oh, man. <laughs> the, the, I, I saw a rev, an early review of the first episode is at least not horrible, because people were saying it was charming. So, I think there's a really delicate balance of, like... Loki seeming like a capable person and villain and like a real threat and then the other side of him is just like kind of inadequate and just getting his ass handed to him yeah and I think if they turn up the ladder a little bit too much and make him seem like he's not a threat at all and not like as clever as he thinks he is like that would deflate yeah. the boner yeah. a little bit 
I think that, that that's a balance. What, what I really liked about this story is that they at least tried to excuse some of the idiocy that yes. Loki shows in the canon already. Like, he's supposed to be a god of mischief, and like he has never actually surprised or tricked me, the viewer, which <laughs> I would have liked to have been surprised or tricked at least a couple times from this clever dude. Yeah, so. where's my like, ah, Loki? Oh my god, it was Loki the whole time, yeah. <laughs> like, pull off their Mission yeah, the Impossible magic mask and something. Mm-hmm. Like for the for all the powers he has in those movies, they don't give him enough to do. It's true. Agreed. He ended up being the stronger character though in the franchise. Like yes. it wasn't supposed to be about him. He wasn't even supposed to come back. I think for a lot of the movies, but there he was supposed to die in in Thor two. But then they were just like, wait a minute, like please don't kill the money cow. Yeah, <laughs> like, he's yay. like the Spike in in Buffy universe. Like they wanted to get rid of Spike, and the viewers loved him too much. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like now it's come full circle where Fat Thor is more compelling. I to love me than Fat Thor. Loki he is. was my favorite yeah. version of Thor. Yes. <laughs> it finally matched his personality. It did. He was still just just a gold retriever as a human. <laughs> is there a tag for that? I should have sought that out. I feel disappointed myself now. Yeah, you, still got, you still got a chance. So with our next pick is Kylie. What do you have for us next time, Kylie? Okay. So I have for you, ladies, A Little Taste of Heaven by Freedom at Sea. There are no trigger warnings except for, obviously, sex. So that's great because we all love that. It's kind of why we're here. So keep in mind as I read this summary, it's not a traditional summary. It is definitely from the viewer, or it's from the view of the author. So following the events of The World is Watching, a member of the Flag Smashers runs into a certain baron in the sewers beneath the city. AKA, I created an original character for the explicit reason of satisfying my own Zemo thirst, which of course is great. Uh, This was supposed to be a one-shot, but it's definitely a multi-chapter story now. This was also supposed to be just a hate-fuck one-shot for Zemo in my original character, and now it's become a full-fledged story that is leading to a polyamorous thing with Zemo, Sasha, the original character, and Bucky. And then the last note of the summary- Bucky Barnes? What? The Winter Soldier? The Winter Soldier? That's so good. Oh my god. Okay, okay, sorry. Continue. Uh, No, the last line is just from the author, please don't let me just wing fix. The muses have minds of their own. 